welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we begin the, the section nine of the book of the duties of the heart, Hovosa Levavot by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. And it's called the gate of abstinence. And uh, I've been going through it and I really think like he's a brilliant man. This book was written a thousand years ago or a little more than that. And we see that he's so important, like he's talking about things that we're going through right now uh, in our daily lives, in our modern world. It's incredible to see that in the thousand years ago, there was also materialism and amounts of materialism. And this gate really deals with that part of, um, of us being able to relate in a healthy way with the material world and how we have to really use the resources because it's, it's given to us by Hashem to fulfill mitzvot. Uh, he's not saying don't eat, don't sleep, don't get dressed, but we, we need the material world, but the important thing is how we use the material world. There's no such thing in, the, in, in, in a Jewish life. We have most of, 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 of creation is permissible for us. It's very limited what really we cannot enjoy in this world. Uh, and most of it is permissible, but the, the difference in how you live your life is if you live it in a permissible way or you don't live it in a permissible way. Things are not bad or good, it's just the way you use them in your life, which determines if they're good or bad. So he starts today, he's saying, having discussed in the preceding gate, which was the, the gate of self-accounting, which was very, very long gate, the, and he went to teach us the obligation of, of, of having a, an accounting on ourselves, on our, on our thoughts, on our speech, on our actions, on how we should always be on check of our, of our lives, of, of, our, of, of, our, of our existence. He says that he thinks it is proper to follow with the explanation of the different kinds of abstinence and the special character of the, of the kind obliga obligatory for the adherence to the Torah, for such abstinence is vital to the religion and to the world and is a source of tranquility for soul and body in both worlds. So the Jew is not meant to be a person living in a cave, wearing a white gown for the rest of his life and eating carrots from a tree and drinking spring water. This is not the job of a Jew. This is not our purpose in life. Our purpose is to make the world um, conducive place for God where he can feel comfortable here and to use everything he sends our way in a holy matter. So, so it's not the idea that you're going to get out of the world, that you're going to abstain from the world in the sense that you're not going to eat anymore and you're not going to dress anymore. This is not what Rabbi Pakuda is going to, uh, Rabbi Ibn Pakuda is going to tell us, Rabbi Bahia. So he, what he's telling us is that really when we become very, very attached to the material world, it, it, is, um, it becomes a problem, it becomes a source of not being a person who is tranquil. It gives us a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And we see today in this world that thank God we have so much abundance in the material world it's uh, like never ever before we have such abundance, but 
even more, the challenge of our generation is to really know how to use this, um, this world to our benefit. Because if we get lost in it, then we see the, the repercussions of it. People are having to numb themselves because they can't live in this world. They can't have all this and not use it in the right way. They, it, it, it really makes people sick. So it is, he says, Rabbi Bahia, it is my task to explain the following seven aspects of abstinence. So the first one is what is general abstinence and why do, and why do people need it? Then number two is the definitions of special abstinence and why it is necessary for the adherence to the Torah. Then he's gonna go into how many classes are those who withdraw in abstinences divided. Four is an elaboration of the conditions of abstinence. Five is the forms of abstinence that are in accord with our Torah. And six, mention of abstinence in the Torah and the books of the prophets. Seven is the difference between our ancient and forefathers on the one hand and ourselves on the other in regard to it. So I want you to keep in mind that this book was written a little more than a thousand years ago and how really the Torah is uh, never changing. It evolves with the times. It's as relevant today as it was a thousand years ago. I want you to keep this in mind because it's very important. So the first one, which is what is general abstinence and why do people need it? Uh, he says that in response that abstinence is a term with many connotations. The term is well-known expression, but its real meaning is hidden and obscure. And when the clay is removed and the seal broken, its hidden meaning is revealed and its purpose becomes apparent. So the plain meaning of abstinence is bridling selfish desire and voluntary refraining on account of some cause that it prescribes this. From something that is in your power and that you have the opportunity to do, it has been said that one who abstains is one who has the power and does not use it. So what he's saying uh, is that the world, as I said before, you have this creation that God gave us, which comes from the back of God, comes from the, it's called the Sitra Ahra, and it, it's, uh, it's Klipa Noga. So I'm going a little bit into Hasidut here, but it's good to explain it because what it means is that Hashem created a world uh, that he doesn't want. He really doesn't want the material world. He hates it. But he has to create this other reality so we can have free will, so we can have free choice. So this creation that he brings into the world, uh, it's not good or bad, it's just that the way that we, we use it is what determines if it's gonna be good or bad. And that's why he's saying here, when the clay is removed and the seal is broken, its hidden meaning is revealed and its purpose becomes apparent. So for example, you have a banana, it has a peel, right? So everything in the material world has a husk, has a peel. That's why it's called klipa noga. Klipa means a husk. So the reason is that once you use it, like you peel the banana, you're, you're gonna see you have a fruit you can eat. So this fruit, has the ability to become holy and be uh, elevated into the holy realm, or it can just get stuck in the energy of, of, of the Sitra Ahra. 
and not be elevated. So anything that can be, got, can be elevated is good in, in Torah terms. And everything that is not elevated is bad, okay? So good and bad in the Torah world way of looking at, 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 it's not good and bad in our terms, it's the good and bad in the terms of God. So what he's saying is that once you peel off the husk, once you peel off the seal, you're gonna be able to see the goodness that is contained when you know that you have an opportunity to bless a food. And today I read something beautiful. It says that Hashem, there's a question if this world is God's world or is our world. Because in one part it says that everything belongs to God and in another part it says that God created the world for us, right? The whole world was created for you. So which one is it? So it means that when you're gonna eat that banana, that banana belongs to God. But once you say the braha, once you say the blessing, it's like a transaction, then it belongs to you. And so, yes, it, when we see that everything we own, everything we have really is ours because God gave it to us, and we see it's an opportunity to, to elevate it for godly purposes, then that's when you're able to reveal the goodness that is contained in the material world. But if you're not uh, revealing the goodness that is contained in the material world, what you're doing is that it doesn't become good, it becomes bad, it, it feeds the, the other side. So, so he says, the plain meaning of abstinence is bridling selfish desire and voluntarily refraining on account of some cause that prescribes this from something that is in your power and that you have the opportunity to do. We, we read this week, we read this week the Nasir, uh, which I explained in the, in the class of the, of the Torah portion of the week of the parasha. And this is a person that abstains for 30 days from cutting his hair, drinking wine or grape juice, and is not in contact with dead people. So we see that he has an opportunity to elevate himself. So the cause that prescribes the brilliant of selfish desire can be divided into parts. One part applies generally to all people and many other living creatures. The other is special to people who are adherents to the Torah. So general abstinence is practiced to promote the health of our bodies and improve our, our welfare. So you see, I have a friend, she's a diabetic. She can't eat sugar, it's gonna ruin her kidneys. She has to be very careful with her diet, she has to exercise, she can't be fat, you know? So she has to abstain, abstain herself from harming her body, from doing things that will harm her. So some examples are the regulations of the king in governing the nations, the re regimen prescribed by physicians for the healthy as well as for the sick, and the self-control exerted by every intelligent person in restraining his desire in regard to food and drink, sexual relations, clothing, speech, and other activities and pleasures. So what he's saying is basically like, if you're using the material world for your benefit and your self-pleasure, um, uh, self then it's gonna be contraproductive to you. 
But if you use the material world to, to bring Kedusha to the world, to bring the re revelation of God into this world, then it's going to benefit you. So a special abstinence is a regimen prescribed by the Torah and the intellect for the welfare of our souls in the next world, as I will explain later with God's help. So the multidimensional need for general abstinence is a result of what we discussed in the third gate of this book, that the fact that the Creator's purpose in creating the human species was to discipline the soul and try it in this world so that it would be purified and attain the level of a holy angel. So we come to this world really is to purify ourselves is to make ourselves holy. This is the whole purpose of this creation. Is so a person has the opportunity by his own merits to attain godliness. So does divine wisdom dictated that souls be tested by union with earthly bodies that have the capacity for growth and increase through food suited to them. So Hashem created a human. What is a human? A human is a person with a body with flesh and blood, and he has inside of this body infused a godly soul, which is in the right side of the brain and in the right side of the heart, which is a mamesha, spark of God, it's godliness. And then he gives this body an animalistic soul, which is uh, in the left heart, in the left part of the heart where it pumps the blood. And this is a vivifying soul. It's also the name given to it, which gives vitality to the body. And this soul needs to eat, needs to take a shower, needs to sleep. The godly soul doesn't need anything, doesn't need any of this. But the godly soul comes into the body to help the animalistic part of the body to be able to refine itself and and refine the body. So the Creator, may He be exalted, fused to the human soul, an appetite, a faculty by which as long as the two were joined together, the soul would yearn for the sus sustenance provided for it in this world, so that it would continue to exist and flourish. So for example, Hashem makes us get hungry. A person can be hungry, a person can be tired, a person can have pain in his body. He gives us all these human experiences in order for us to be able to, uh, to choose in the material realm to act in the holy matter so we can uh, elevate this, uh, this, this human being to holiness. So the Creator, may He be exalted, gave man as His reward for these functions pleasure in them. So God gave us a world where we do experience pleasure. It is not a sin to have pleasure. Pleasure is a very high uh, faculty. Uh, people won't do anything in their life if it doesn't give them pleasure. Hashem created the world because it gives him pleasure, whatever pleasure godly, God's pleasure really means. But he gave us a world where food tastes good. <laughs> if you eat a fruit, it's delicious. Why? Because if you wouldn't experience pleasure, you would not eat. And if you wouldn't experience pleasure and you would not eat, then you wouldn't be able to elevate uh, the body in, in that aspect of a refined way of eating, which would be to bring holiness to the world by 
doing the blessing for the food by eating it in the right place in the right way elegantly with etiquette doing after blessings having in your mind that Hashem is the one that's giving you the, the food and, and elevating the experience so when however instinct, instinct overpowered the intellect and the soul was drawn to the former man's souls inclined to excesses that brings about the deterioration of his condition and the destruction of his body so when a person um, forgets that God is the one that is feeding him, God is the one that is dressing him, God is the one that is giving him a job and, and parnasa, money to live, when he forgets, he falls into the other side, which is the side of pleasure, of excess pleasure in every areas of life. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I want more pleasure, more pleasure, more pleasure. So it would not be good for the world if all people were to practice ascetism, like these ascetics, for this world leads to a breakdown in the building of society and to the end of procreation. As scripture has said, he did not create it to be an empty void. He formed it to be inhabited. So yes, for one example, Hashem creates people with the need to have an intimate relationship. But then he gives us the right context to be able to have this relationship. So you have to have, uh, you have to be married. This is number one. I remember when I was a younger girl, my mother used to tell me, Margie, first you blow the candles and then you eat the cake. Okay, there's an order to things. But today we see the world like nobody's getting married anymore. People don't want to get married. They don't want to, they don't want to have to be committed to anybody. You know, they want a, a comfortable life. I don't want to be bothered. I want to go out with any person I like and have whatever my need, I need to have and then go back home and watch my Netflix show and go to sleep at the time I like and nobody has to tell me anything. But this is not the right order of the world. This is, this is the excess of the world. This, this is what brings upon us six sick minds because this uh, pleasure that was created for humanity which is to be intimate with someone it is to bring babies to the world this is the reason why we have this mechanism Hashem wants to populate the world so if people wouldn't have pleasure from it nobody would be having babies nobody would be intimate with anybody but at the other, uh, on the other coin, he also tells us what is the right way to have a baby. You find a partner, you find someone you, you like, so you find someone you can spend your life with, enjoy your life together, go under a chupa, get married with a blessing. There's loss of, uh, in the marriage of when you can have intimate relationships, when you have to abstain from them. If the woman is menstruating, she cannot be with her husband. There's laws, there's regulations. And so what Rabbi Bahi is telling us here is like really, it's not about not having pleasure from the world, but it's about having the, the holy pleasure of the world. Not, not a selfish pleasure. And we see it's very sad. That's why I say this work, this book, it's, it seems like it's this gate, it's written for today. Because we're all falling into the trap of excess, of, 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 of pleasure of the world without having it in the right order. So abstinence is just one of the pillars of the world. People do need it. 
just as they need the other disciplines and traits. Now in each of these disciplines and traits, there are people who are the specialists. In this way, all other may benefit from them, each group of people taking from them according to its needs and its befits it. It would not be good for the world if everyone specialized in the same discipline or trade. So what he's saying is, yes, there's certain very holy people in this world who have they abstain from much more other things than we do, like they just don't eat like we eat. They'll have very little amounts of food just to sustain their bodies. And they do it, why? Because they're in a, such a lofty level that they don't take extra pleasure from the world. They don't even take pleasure from the world. We know from the Tanya, the Tzadik, the, the perfect Tzadik, is a person that doesn't benefit from the world. He doesn't take pleasure from the world. He uses the material world because he needs to elevate it and Hashem needs him to, to eat and to sleep and do all these things. But the, the intention when he's doing them is not for himself, it's to be able to be alive and be able to fulfill the purpose for which he, for which he came into this world. So King Solomon, the wise one said, he has made everything right in its time. There is a time for everything and a moment for all concerns under the heavens. And uh, we'll see how in the future we'll continue learning this, this chapter that it, it, it continues to clarify and, and, and discuss the meaning of this term of abstinence general and uh, how we have to use it in our lives as normal human beings that we are to learn to live our lives in a, in a, in a, in a, in a proper way. And like the Rambam says, in the middle, not too much to the right, not too much to the left, in the middle. But to be able to learn to live in the middle, sometimes you have to go completely to the other way and become, abstain yourself from things from the world that really make you, drive you nuts and get you out of control. You have to go the other way to be able to, again, fall in the middle. And that's the, the purpose of this gate. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.